Living by the Book is our theme for this year. We've done a number of series on that general uh, theme. We believe the Bible is God's Word. It's the infallible guide to life. And so we've been working on a number of different topics. We started with living eternally by the book and found out how to get to heaven according to the book. Then we talked about living confidently by the book, how we live this life confident of our salvation. Then we spent quite a bit of time on kingdom living by the book. Went through Psalm 23, uh, I mean, went through the Sermon on the Mount and uh, talked about kingdom living by the book. And then we just finished up a series called Home Restoration by the Book and saw what God's plan was for the home and how we want to restore that one home at a time here at Northside. So that's where we've been. We start a new series today entitled Growing Old by the Book. Two reasons we're studying this topic. Uh, it's not a reason, but it's a bonus. Uh, we're starting this series with most of our young people gone. A lot of them are off at another event, and that's good because they wouldn't believe anything that I have to say today. Uh, All of this would go right past them. They just won't believe it. Uh, But that's not a reason we're starting this today. Two reasons. Number one, uh, somebody's asked me to. Uh, More than one somebody over the past few years, I've had an occasional person come up to me and say, you ought to preach about getting old someday about uh, the, the troubles of that and what we go through and uh, just talk about being old. And I thought, well, if we're going to live by the book, that's part of living is getting old. So we're going to tackle that. Uh, the second reason that we're tackling this topic now is I'm almost old. <clears throat> okay, I, I have a Medicare card. I haven't signed it yet. Because I'm not officially old yet, but I'm getting close. In fact, this is the last Sunday that I can pick on you old people. Uh, Then I'm going to have to sign my card this week, and I will be officially old. Uh, I have figured out, since I'm an engineering degree, I have figured out that 65 is 18 in Celsius. All right, (laughs) that's why we're tackling this. Uh, I want to look at four topics in this series. It's going to take us four weeks. Uh, The fact of growing old is what we're going to talk about today. The purpose of growing old. Uh, We're going to find out today that growing old is not an easy thing. Well, so why does God let us go through it? Why doesn't he just get us out of here before we get old? Uh, The purpose of growing old. Then we'll talk about the hope of growing old And finally, the goal of growing old. So that's where we're headed in the next few weeks. Uh, Today, let's talk about the fact of growing old. Uh, We don't have to look around too far to see that folks get old. Uh, It changes things. Uh, We look around and we make fun of it. There's all kinds of jokes about old people, aren't there? Uh, Some of them are even kind of funny, but the younger you are, the funnier they are, but... There are a few. Uh, heard about a couple that was sitting by the fireplace one night, and he looked at the fire, and then he looked over at her and felt kind of romantic. They'd been married 50 years, and he said, Honey, after 50 years, 
I found you tried and true. She was a little hard of hearing, so she said, what? He said, honey, after 50 years, I found that you are tried and true. She said, after 50 years, I'm tired of you too. <laughs> a lot of old jokes are about people being hard of hearing. Uh, there were three old guys out walking one day, taking their spring walk. And uh, the first one said, windy, ain't it? Second one said, no, it's Thursday. Third one said, so am I. Let's go get a Coke. I found a checklist of uh, how you know if you're a senior citizen. Actually, it says, I am a senior citizen. I'm the life of the party, even when it lasts till 8 p.m. I'm very good at opening childproof caps with a hammer. I'm usually interested in getting home before I get to where I'm going. I'm smiling all the time because I can't hear a word you're saying. I'm very good at telling stories over and over and over and over. I'm a senior citizen. I'm aware that other people's grandchildren are not as bright as mine. And my memory is not what it used to be. And my memory is not what it used to be. (laughs) But this is not about jokes. This is about growing old by the book. So let's see what the book has to say about getting old. Psalm 90, verse 10. Psalmist said, the years of our life are 70, or even by reason of strength, 80. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone, and we fly away. Hebrews 9, 27 says, it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes the judgment. Bottom line, what the Bible says about growing old is that we're going to live 70 or 80 years. Uh, In general, I know some will be older. There's there's a bell curve thing that some die very young, some live to be quite old, but around 70 or 80 years, and then we die. That's what the Bible says. Now, I know there's exceptions. We've got, I didn't check, but we've got eight or ten people on the roll here at Northside that are in their 90s. I don't think we have anybody in their hundreds yet, but we're getting close. So we've got a number of people that have exceeded the limit, or the general limit, uh, but most of them aren't able to come be with us this morning because their strength is failing. That's what the Bible says about growing old. We used to say that the only things certain in life were death and taxes. And we have no clue what a tax is anymore, so I guess the only thing we know for certain is death coming. We live 70 or 80 years and then die. Now, that's the fact. That's the truth from the Bible. And what's our reaction to that as humans? Our reaction is that we want the fountain of youth. We read that, we know that, but we're looking for the fountain of youth. 
Now, you don't have to pay much attention. You don't have to look at TV or radio or anything too long to figure that out. That's what a lot of the ads are these days. Because there's so many of us baby boomers getting old. So that's the market. And if you listen very long, you can find a pill to fix anything, creams to change things, Botox, magical elixirs, exercisers, surgeries, on and on and on to keep us. Maybe it doesn't keep us from getting old, but it keeps us from looking old. We want that for some reason. We're after this fountain of youth. People will try anything. And I've noticed that those that try the hardest sometimes look the worst. You seen poor old Cher lately? Cher's 67 years old. You know, Sonny and Cher, some of you remember her. She's 67 years old. She's tried really hard to not look like she's getting older. And she's actually done it. She doesn't look 67. She looks dead, but she doesn't look 67. Uh, but still, we try it. You know, we, we try to beat this thing any way we can. I was, I was going through the TV guide one, one night looking for something possible to watch. And on the, the system that I've got, they've got this guide on TV. And there's also, have you noticed how many infomercial channels there are now just Tons of them, and they, they come free with everything, I guess. So whatever package you got, they're in there. So I'm clicking through, and I get to noticing how many there are about trying to look young. And, and the more I looked, it amazed me. So I reached over and grabbed a piece of paper, and I just went through the guide for one time period. You know, there's about an hour and a half or two hours shows up on the screen. So I just wrote down everything in that one time period that you could watch that night at that time. Serious skin care. Whiter teeth at home. Facelift secrets. Now these are half hour, hour infomercials. Look younger, be healthier. Eliminate wrinkles. Instant tummy tuck. Don't let your neck reveal your age. And my favorite, I hate my bottom. Actually, they used a different B word, but they hate it. Let's fix all this stuff. I mean, this is in one hour. You can watch all these things. We obviously have a thing about growing old, don't we? In this country. This society, at least. I'm sure there's some that don't worry about it as much as we do. But that's... What we fear for some reason. Now, instead of looking at cable TV, let's look at something a little more realistic. We're going to read a passage from the Bible that's about growing old. It's written by Solomon. But before we read Solomon's instruction, I want you to notice a couple of things. First of all, Solomon was very wise. Wisest man that ever lived. He tried everything, saw everything, did everything. And he wrote this book to kind of summarize it. He wrote of general life conditions. There's that bell curve again. I know there's some people that don't meet this exactly. But in general, Solomon's saying, here's what life's like. And Solomon was a realist. 
Solomon doesn't sugarcoat it. Solomon doesn't beat around the bush. In fact, he's a little harsh sometimes. As you go through the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon kind of hits you right between the eyes. He says, this is the way life is. So if we want to be real about this and learn the fact of growing old, I think this is a great passage. Let's start in verse 1 of Ecclesiastes 12. I printed it out on your handout so you can follow along if you want. Now, his advice is to remember your creator in the days of your youth. That's where he starts this. And the reason he says that is going to be when you get older, it's tougher. Life gets harder. And it's better if you remember the Creator when you're a youth so that you'll be ready for when you get older. If you pay no attention to God until you get old, it's going to be tougher. So remember your Creator in the days of your youth before the evil days come and the years draw nigh of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. So Solomon says it's going to happen that you'll get old. And in those years, you're going to look around and you'll say, growing old is not fun. This is tough. So remember your creator before you get there. He says, before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened and the clouds return after the rain. The season of winter is what he's talking about. That spring and summer part of life, that's when you focus on God. Because when winter time comes, it's going to be tougher. In the day when the keepers of the house tremble, and he compares our body to a house, and the keepers of the house are the hands and arms. And he says when you get old, they'll tremble. They start to lose their strength. And the strong men are bent the, the legs, what holds up the body, they bend, they get weak. They don't hold it up so well anymore. And the grinders cease because they are few. He's talking about our teeth, folks. The grinders that have worked well all our life, he said they don't work so good anymore and there's fewer of them. And those who look through the windows are dimmed. Our eyes, they don't see as well anymore. Okay, Now, let me stop for just a second here. Because some of you are sitting there thinking, this isn't as bad. I'm old and I don't have some of these problems. Solomon wrote before all of our modern advancements. Solomon wrote before science could take care of some of these things. Okay? So if you think about that and what the average old person was like when Solomon wrote, it's worse than it is today. Okay? I think I'm in really good health. Other than a sore throat today, I'm in really good health. But if I stop and think about it, if I take these glasses off, I can't read my notes anymore. That's what the average old person in Solomon's day was like. If I take my glasses off, I can't read my notes. If I take my hearing aids out, I can't hear so well. If I took my titanium knees out, I couldn't walk so well. If I took my ceramic crowns off of my cracked teeth, I couldn't chew so well. You understand, I'm in pretty good health, but I've got a lot of modern helps. Okay. Solomon's writing about a time when they didn't have any of that. 
It was tougher back then, but it's still tough. All right, let's go on. He says, and the doors on the street are shut. Most scholars think he's talking about the lips, that when we get old, we don't talk as much anymore. We don't have, we don't want to talk as much about things. When the sound of the grinding is low, he goes back to the teeth. Well, we don't grind so much because we lose our appetite. We don't eat the same as we used to. One rises up at the sound of the bird. Insomnia. You ever notice old folks get up early? Anything will wake them up. One guy said, I'm awake for several hours before my body lets me get up. We don't sleep well, Solomon says. And all the daughters of song are brought low. The ears and the voice, the things that used to enjoy music and hear it and sing it, they don't anymore. They are also afraid of what is high. Well, fear of falling. Old people are afraid that they're going to fall. I mean, I used to run right up a ladder if I needed something up there. I don't like to get on ladders anymore. Now before A few years ago, before I got the new knees, I didn't like to walk down these stairs. You know, I was afraid I would fall. Solomon says that's the way it is. And terrors are in the way. When you get old, you're afraid of everything, he says. The future scares you. Taking a risk scares you. Something changing frightens you. You're afraid you're going to run out of money. You're afraid of, you're afraid of a lot of things. Terror is just in the way. The almond tree blossoms. He's talking about white blossoms. The white hair comes. Sometimes it turns white and sometimes it just lets loose. <laughs> the grasshopper is a burden. This is the one weird line in this thing. The, the grasshopper is a burden. One scholar said it, it's where trivial things become a burden. To an old man, if a grasshopper lands on his shoulder, it's a great weight. This is a problem. Trivial things become a burden. And desire fails. Physical appetites. If you don't understand that one, watch commercials for 15 minutes and you'll figure it out. Because man is going to his eternal home, and the mourners go about the streets. Aren't you 50-year-olds excited? Doesn't this sound like fun to you? Yeah. Well, I told you Solomon was a realist. Solomon tells it like it is. He says getting old is tough. Things start to wear out. Things start to break. Things start to fail. Things don't, don't work anymore. Getting old is tough. And we may not like it, but the fact is that growing old in body is inevitable. If you live long enough. Yes, something may take you out early, an accident or a strange disease or something. But in general, if you live long enough, your body's going to age. It's going to get old. You can find a few exceptions. You can find maybe a few 80-year-olds somewhere that still have all their original parts. But not many. We grow old. That's just the fact. 
the fact is that growing old generally is tough. Solomon said it this way, I have no pleasure in them. The years get where I don't have that much pleasure anymore. And with old age come difficulties and, and pain and you wish you could still do the things that you always have done. And you think everything's fixed for a while and then something else goes wrong. And with all of that physical stuff going on, it's easy to become the stereotypical cranky, grouching, complaining old coot. Yeah, that's what Solomon sounds like, isn't it? Sitting around, I have no pleasure. This is gone, this is gone, this doesn't work, this is happening. I'm afraid of everything. That sounds horrible. Well, that's the fact of growing old physically, in body. Now, here's the good news. <laughs> growing old in body is inevitable. Growing old in spirit is optional. Okay. And this is where I start lecturing just a little bit. This is beyond the fact of growing old. You're going to get old. Things aren't going to work so well anymore. It's going to be tougher. It's going to be harder. It's going to be real hard for some folks. But still, growing old in spirit is optional. And you know it's true. You've seen both kinds, haven't you? You have seen folks who are old. I mean, Ecclesiastes 12 old. You know, with no pleasure. Where everything's going wrong. But they are so full of joy. And they don't complain. They've got a young spirit. And you've, you've also seen people who, who are old and hurting and life's treated them hard and it's no fun to be around them because they have an old spirit. There's no joy and there's a lot of complaining. That's the optional part, folks. Look at these two Proverbs. Proverbs 23, 7. For as a man thinks in his heart... So is he. It doesn't come from the outside in. It comes from the inside out. As you think in your heart, that's how you are. Proverbs 17, 22 says, A joyful heart is good medicine. But a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Look at Philippians 2, 14. Do all things without grumbling and complaining. That's written to Christians now. Do all things without grumbling and complaining. Just store that for a little while. Colossians 3.17. Whatever you do, Christians, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Whatever you do, give thanks to God. Philippians 4.6. Do not be anxious. Don't worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Jesus said himself in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Pop quiz. All of those verses we just read. How many of them were age-specific? 
How many of them were directed only to young people? None of them. They were all written to Christians. Christians of any age. None of those verses said, young people, you do all things without grumbling. But old folks, it's okay if you grumble a little bit. How many, none of those verses said, don't be anxious about anything until you get that Medicare card. You then start worrying. That's not what these verses said. All of these verses are written to Christians. And they're all telling us to have a spirit that is a young spirit. May I remind you what we just looked at. Growing old in spirit is optional. If you follow those verses and work at that, you're going to have a young spirit. Now, I said this was my last Sunday where I can lecture old people. And in a sense, I'm going to a little bit. Actually, I'm going to give you some tips from from things I've seen in, in my life anyway. Uh, some old folks are lonely. They don't have many visitors. Friends don't come around that much anymore. Family, really not much either. And when they do, they got to get going. They got something else to do. That just makes it tougher when you're old. And what I want to tell you is that I think there's a kind of a vicious circle there. You have a choice about what your spirit is, and it affects everything else. You have a choice when you talk, in speech, when you think, in your thoughts, when you pray. What do you pray about? And my tips to you today, my advice to you senior citizens before I am one officially, is that when you talk or when you think or when you pray, emphasize the positive instead of the negative. Make yourself, and this is something that's optional, so have a positive attitude. I know it's tough with all the things that are wrong. But having an old spirit is optional. Don't have an old spirit. Have a young, Caleb, 85 years old, great story in the Bible. Joshua 14, go home and read it. Caleb, when he was 40 years old, he was a spy, remember? He was in the secret service, went over and looked over the land. He came back and reported. He said, now that hill country over there, there's some giants in there. But we can take them. That was when he was 40. When he was 85, they finally took the land and they went in and Joshua was dividing things up. And he says, Caleb, Caleb, my old faithful buddy, what part of the land do you want? And Caleb said, well, I'm 85. So give me that hill country. I'm going to run those giants out. That's a positive attitude. Okay? 85 years old. He said, that's what I think I can do. Let me have it. Give me that mountain. Emphasize others instead of yourself. I know you've got all these things to talk about. 
And I know you've got all these new medicines and these new pains and all these wonderful things to tell people about. That's not going to make them come back, folks. Think about them. Ask them questions about them. Focus on others. Emphasize your health over your ailments. I know you've got lots of problems, but Solomon said that's the way it is. The way life is. But if that's all you talk about. Let me read you a poem here. Poet said, there's nothing whatever the matter with me. I'm just as healthy as I can be. I have arthritis in both of my knees. And when I talk, I talk with a wheeze. My pulse is weak and my blood is thin. But I'm awfully well for the shape I'm in. Arch supports I have for my feet or I wouldn't be able to walk on the street. Sleep is denied me night after night. And every morning I look a sight. My memory is failing, my head's in a spin, but I'm awfully well for the shape I'm in. The moral is, is this tale we unfold, that for you and me who are growing old, it's better to say, I'm fine, with a grin, than to let them know what shape we're in. We've got that option. You get to decide what you talk about and think about and pray about. And emphasize your health instead of your ailments. Finally, emphasize the things that you're at peace about instead of all the things you worry about. I know it's human nature to worry about things, but Christians shouldn't let it eat them up. They ought to be at peace. They ought to realize that God's going to work this out. You see... Think about these things. If, if you talk about the negative side and think about it and pray about it, if you're worried about being lonely, if you're thinking people don't come visit me that anymore and the family doesn't seem to like to hang around that much anymore either, if you tell your visitors every negative thing and every ailment that you got and everything that you worry about, how is that going to make them want to come back? They don't. See, young people don't understand all this. Well, get on the other side. Get on the positive side and think about others and talk about your health and think about things that you're at peace at. There's so many examples in the Bible. Paul got old. He got old where he was ready to go home. He said, I'm ready to get out of here. And on top of that, he was in prison where he couldn't do what he had done all his life. What was it? He was a traveling evangelist. He went all over the world. He loved that. That's what he lived for. But now he couldn't travel. So what did he do? He talked to the guards about Jesus. He wrote letters to people in his life. He told them, I'm praying for you about this. You can find one place in one letter where he says, I'm ready to get out of here. The rest of it's not about him. Emphasize those things. Emphasize the positive. Let me close with a good example. I thought it was great. I put it on your handout for you so you can take it home. It's a poem, for those of you listening on tape. It's a poem written by Phil Colburn, a widow. She was 99 when she wrote this. She wrote poetry to keep her mind sharp. That was her exercise, to stay positive. 
and she wrote one each month for uh, her church newsletter. And this is one she wrote when she was 99. It says, I talk to me. I talk to me a lot these days about the things I do. I find that I quite often need a serious talking to. Get those shoulders back, I say to me as I start down the hall. I get them back and start my trek and hope I will not fall. I say to me when I awake and the pain is really bad, remember many have more pain than I have ever had. It really is annoying not understanding what they say and I wonder if I answered in some stupid way. Then I tell me to remember stupid answers are not new. Sometimes when I still heard well, I made stupid answers too. I need a reading glass these days, and so I say to me, be very thankful I can read. Many cannot even see. I tell me I should exercise, though I'd rather sit and read. But if I want to keep my strength, what I tell me I must heed. I can still walk and see and hear, though not as it used to be. I find it really helps a lot the times I talk to me. I hope what I've said this morning is helpful to you also as we considered the fact of growing old. Next week we're going to get a little more serious and talk about the purpose of growing old. What's the purpose of living to an old age and having all these ailments that we talked about today? Come back next week and we'll talk about that. If you're here this evening, this morning and need to respond to the Lord's invitation, we'd be happy to help you in any way. If you need to make something public or ask for prayers of this family, Come to the front. Let's stand and sing.